Coming up on this episode, we begin by discussing the dangers of camping, the dangers of flying, and the dangers of trusting too many Apple rumors. Then we get into the week's tech news, including what Apple might announce next month, what we can expect from Disney Plus and Android getting rid of its desserts. Stick around, it all starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 251, recorded August 26th, 2019, Threading the Needle. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and most importantly, you. I am Sean Jennings, joined, as always, by two guys who, I think, just are trying to avoid being home as much as possible. Maybe we'll find out why. It's Colby Rabidou and Dan Miller. Gentlemen, hello. Hi, Sean. I, I just miss being home. Do you? Because it seems like you're never there from our discussions. My goodness. <laughs> Today... Today, before I even did this show, I had some time, and I was finally able to play Persona 5 again, and I got to a really interesting part. Uh, so, so yeah. I wish that I could play more Persona 5. That's, what you, that's what you miss about being home? Persona yes. 5? Yes. If it weren't for that, I wouldn't want to be home at all. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. You're a real nomad. I haven't played a video game in like a month, but it's kind of a while. Maybe it was less than that. Well, it's good to be outside. Ugh. Get Sean, I got a sunburn on the cruise and it was peeling. That's You should oh. have taken my advice, which is don't go in the sun. <laughs> I didn't get a sunburn. It was great because yeah. I avoided the sun. I didn't until like the very last minute. So and it wasn't that bad, all things considered. So I'll call that a win mostly. But. Yeah, you had a good time otherwise. And Dan, you were just uh, you were out uh, camping in the great, great wilderness. The great wilderness. Um, yes, we made a We made a pizza oven. That was probably the highlight. Hmm. And. Out of stones? Out of wood and stones. That sounds really and, uh, flammable. A metal grate that someone left behind. Well, it turns out that a flammable oven is a great way to heat up a pizza oh, from all sides. I didn't think about that. Because you got you want the top heat, you want the bottom heat. You need the three kinds fire. of heat. You need the, yeah, <laughs> exactly. The trivection oven. Very nice. Uh, you may so be yeah, the that, woodsiest person I know. Which says something. Uh, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. You don't seem like a person who'd know that many woodsy people. No, I avoid them. Mm. I think you would like... Uh, maybe you wouldn't. I don't no, know. I have, do have like... Have you gone, you've gone camping? Like, walk out to the middle of nowhere camping? No. And I don't think I would like that. But I do what like about? limited edition hiking. Limited edition hiking. But yes. you don't like, do you like car camping? No. <laughs> I don't like being outside overnight is really the problem. I will do stuff <laughs> during the day outside, you bet. <laughs> now, Sean, I've seen you with yes, my own two we've eyes. My, these eyes yep. have seen you camp. That is correct. Outside I, I have done it. I have done At it. At a campground. Yep. Structured A, a state park. Yes. Beautiful state park. Yes. No. Right. Nope, not going to happen. 
not gonna happen. Sorry. Uh, and that that was the one time that I did do it. I um, at that state park, I was so terrified that I mostly just hung out in my car the first night because there was a there were sounds in the woods, which I later learned were animals who live there um but it was pitch black dark i couldn't see what they were so i kind of just ran in the car put my car headlights on high beams pointing into the woods and then just kind of cowered in there for a while nice um yeah not great fun fun times yeah the most fun the most how was the cruise (laughs) well much like camping there were uh animals all over the boat oh boy were they but but these had unlimited access to alcohol (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was it was it was good it was nice i think i think we didn't get drunk enough you know i felt like we really could have tried harder Mm -hmm. that's true however i didn't feel that bad most of the cruise no no no, we Except napped that a first, lot. The first morning I felt pretty bad. The first morning, Colby, did you sick? go? Hmm? No, I drank too much. Uh, yes, we definitely went way too hard on the. <laughs> like we were unready for unlimited alcohol, right. so we were. We weren't prepared. Nope, nope, and we learned quick. Colby, did you go home with an extra Apple Watch band, by chance? A black one. Like the the, the sports sport one? band, yeah. I don't think so, because that's the the one I have, but it's possible. Well, keep an eye out, because I can't find mine. Yeah, I'll check check my suitcase. I I highly doubt you did, but... uh, Grabbed yours thinking... I likely shoved it into a pocket somewhere, and we'll find it uh, two years from now, after I've already replaced it. So what always gets me is I put it in one of the weird zipper pockets in my suitcase, and then I never see it again until next time I put something weird in there. I just found my sunglasses yesterday, and those are big. Hard to misplace. Yes, Uh, sir. Now, did you get – I got sick. I've been sick all week. I had a cold all week. (sighs) No. Unfortunately, I got that cruise cold. It was – or plane cold. Mm. It was very nasty. You're muted, Dan. Oh, sorry. Cruise cold. Cruise cold. Well, I don't know if it was there as the plane. I was stuck in a hot, tiny commuter plane on the tarmac in D.C. for like an hour and a half and had my first ever aborted takeoff, which is fun. I've never. Oh, I had one of those for me two weeks ago. Yeah, that was exciting. And then they came back with, uh, there was an indicator on the dash that didn't look right. And then they just never told us if they fixed it or not. And then we just waited and then took off again. Our problem was that it rained for 30 minutes at Uh... LaGuardia, so flights just got canceled 30 minutes see here's the problem i thought about this a lot i was doing like 30 minutes why would they cancel a plane just for 30 minutes of rain it's like okay i understand that like it was pretty intense rain and you know you might have some delays result from those 30 minutes of rain but i was like oh but then you might have delays because now you have to like wait like even longer you're not just delayed 30 minutes you're delayed longer because there are other planes that are supposed to be landing during the times that the other planes that are supposed to land during those 30 minutes are supposed to land it's like but still like i'm here i've been waiting over an hour after the plane has boarded i'm on the plane ready to take off and now our flight gets canceled it's like ah but then i realized they don't care about your time or making you happy 
it costs them more money to have the crew sitting on this little commuter plane in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, yep. than it would be to just have you get on the next flight available at 5.45 a.m. the following day. That doesn't cost them any money. There, there was a flight at about the same time I was taking off, and um, over the announcement speaker, they were like, and it was a different guy than the, the normal announcements. And he was like, uh, attention, the people on the flight to Cincinnati that was delayed at 9.30 a.m. And now, mind you, this is like 8 p.m., so it's like 12 hours later. Uh, United has decided to grant you a food voucher. If you would like a food Ooh. voucher, please go. And I'm like, a 12-hour delay, and they're getting a food voucher. Not yeah. acceptable. American Airlines now officially on my she list. Yeah. I got back, so I got on my flight smoothly. It left smoothly. However, we got to Boston and could not get a gate for an hour. So we just Ugh. sat on the tarmac on the other side. Uh, which is probably not as bad as either of your experiences. However, there were six to ten babies on my plane oh boy and by the by the time we we docked with the the uh with the the jetway they were all screaming <laughs> i was screaming on the inside <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a cacophony of babies yep that yeah sucks. my my brother texted me who's watching live right now and he said talk about how farts get trapped on planes i'm not gonna do that <laughs> I will Although, just think- we could... Oh, no, I guess we already talked about that. I was going to bring up the, the story of uh, KLM tweeting about the uh, mortality statistics, depending yes. on where you sit on the plane. But we already talked about that. Yes, we did. We did. But I was going to say, I love... Um, I've had to do this a couple times out of D.C. Uh, it's gate A1, but it's not a real gate. It's one of those fake gates that all the small planes fly out of. But it's literally like... 24 different mini gates within one gate and you're in like this big room and at any given time there are like four planes boarding and taking off all at the same time so it's complete pandemonium because all the announcements are over one another and they're like uh the flight to Asheville, north carolina group two and then like some other random person like atlanta uh you're you're uh group four and then it's but they're all on top of each other it's pandemonium <sighs> Uh, it was great. I hate those commuter planes. They drive me crazy. Yeah, they suck. Yes, sir. Uh, but we, I think we actually do have some tech news to talk about this time. Okay. I'm on the edge of my seat. Tech news? I didn't even look Because it has thing. been two weeks. It has been two weeks. We are back. Um, as I mentioned, thank you to everybody watching live right now at twitch.tv slash don't panic show and on Facebook at facebook.com slash don't panic show Monday nights about 10 15 Eastern. We appreciate it. If you've got any thoughts or comments, put it in the chat room or I guess text me directly and either way we'll talk about it. Uh, Dan, what's number one? Number one on the list ding, 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 ding. coming at you hot is do, 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 do. Apple A P P L E Apple uppercase Apple rumors. We've got it all. Um, that's right. Uh, Apple reportedly having an event. The uh, date that supposedly has been leaked is September 10th, though that is not official, which means we're two weeks away. And they're doing it on a Tuesday. Damn it. That means we're going to be far behind on that one. That's a bummer. But OK. Um, 
And so a new report in Bloomberg uh, breaks out what we can expect from this year's announcement. Are you guys ready? Yes. Tell so me. Ready. We're getting three new iPhones, uh, a replacement for the uh, 10R, 10S, and 10S Max. The replacement for the 10S and 10S Max will both be called Pro models now. Um, don't know more than that. Don't know what if they're going to go for 11 or what number they're going to go for. Um, I've seen 11 floated around. I also don't know if it will be 11 Pro and 11 Pro Max or not, but they will be Pro on those two. The third phone will replace the 10R. Um, the Pro iPhones, both the regular and Max, will feature triple rear cameras that will include for the first time a wide angle lens, support for better high resolution photos, better low light, etc. Um, those Pro phones will also support reverse wireless charging, similar to what you can see in commercials for the Galaxy S10. Um, so you can charge your AirPods with them or other iPhones with your phone. We'll also get, and this is probably the thing I'm most excited about, the new multi-angle face ID sensor, which will allow the phone to sense your face while lying flat on a table. They'll also be better waterproofing and new shatter resistance technology, uh, although Bloomberg does not specify which models will get those specific features. Um, all the phones will include a faster A13 processor as well as a new matrix chip that could benefit computer vision and augmented reality performance. Um, outside of a new matte colored finish, the Pro phones will look broadly similar to last year's model. Um, no 5G phones, um, and the 10R successor is going to be uh, a minor upgrade. Um, they'll get a dual camera. They won't get the triple camera set up. And those are the phone updates. Triple camera. Yeah. Doesn't sound too exciting. Um, I agree. I think some of it's exciting. I, like I said, the multi-angle face ID sensor is like a big win for me. That's a I, yeah. like literally. I'll like go over a table and like try and get my face over it. It's a pain. I would upgrade probably just for that. Now, is it going to be able to know when I don't want it to unlock? Well, right now they have that like look at it thing where if you're not looking at it, it won't do it. So, mm -hmm. and again, if you're like really far, I don't. I it's a good question. I'm gonna have fun with this. Like I'm gonna see like what sorts of like side. How far you can get away. Yeah. I like that. Please report back. I will. I would love to know the results. Um Yeah. So it sounds like cameras will be the big the big upgrade and then uh, some of these other things. Uh, we also have updates to iPad, uh, new 11-inch and 12.9-inch iPad Pros. Those will have upgraded cameras, although uh, believed to be including the wide-angle lens, really pushing the um, augmented reality angle of it, um, and that Apple will discontinue its entry-level 9.7-inch iPad in favor of the new 10.2-inch uh, model. Uh, we'll also get some updated MacBook Pros uh, going to a 16-inch instead of 15-inch display. Uh, the actual size of the computer won't be bigger. It'll just have smaller bezels. Uh, and nothing new expected for Apple Watch or any of the other accessories, primarily iPhone. That's good because I don't want to buy a new Apple Watch. No, no, that'll just be the software stuff we've kind of already seen. New, new case finishes maybe. No, no new Apple Watch hardware? Um, according to this rumor, they just say new case finishes, but nothing, uh. nothing. But it's also said that, you know, there's going to be big accessories updates in the, in the spring in 2020. So, and that's usually when we get Apple watch stuff. I usually got it, it in the fall. They keep moving it. Let me, I'm going to look here while we're talking. Uh, yeah, I thought, well, I could be wrong. Well, I'm happy to, happy to see what the, uh, the internet has to say. Man, 
16 inch MacBook Pro. So many inches. Huh. Well, that's cool. Yep. There's still a part of me that wants to get an iPad instead of a new laptop. Interesting. Go on. There's another part of me that just doesn't want to spend that much money on either <laughs> either thing. So maybe I'll do that for now. <laughs> I had the great treat today of an email completely out of nowhere at the office uh, informing me that my no one from work watches this. My perfectly fine Mac is due for an upgrade. Uh, <laughs> and I said, hey, great. And I have an iMac. And I said, hey, well, what if instead I got a MacBook? And like an external display. And they said, sure. So I might be getting a, a MacBook. A top Whoa. of the line new MacBook. Isn't wow. that exciting? Sean, you yeah. should wait a month or whatever. Yeah, wait a month no, to get no. a Mac Pro. I, won't, I will not get into the details, but they're actually rushing to buy it now because they they're all, they only support, they don't support the most current Mac OS. They always support one older and it, the new MacBooks after the September event will ship with whatever version we're on. And so they have to buy them now so they don't have to downgrade a new one. Hmm. Don't even get me started. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yep. So um, anyway, so that'll be exciting. I'll report back uh, when, whenever that happens. I, you know, I was thinking about this, guys. Here's a little thought discussion here. Yeah. We often talk about, like, big things that would be cool for Apple to put out. AR glasses, self-driving cars, all this kind of... But I would like to know from you guys, what would be a perfect small addition to Apple's products? A feature, an extension, something, like, not out of the realm of craziness that would make a big difference in your phone, your watch, your laptop, your whatever, that they haven't done yet. What's missing? And I can go first if you want to think about it for a minute. Yeah, you go first if you have an answer. Okay, because I thought about this the other day. I want waterproof AirPods so I can use them in the shower. Mm. <laughs> and when I sweat a lot when mowing the lawn. That's a, that's a, the shower is actually a good idea because like you can't hear any speaker no, in the shower. It, it's it doesn't, too loud. You have to turn it way up and it just doesn't... No, it'd be great right. in your ear. A small thing. Yeah, well, yeah, just like you can't invent a whole new product, but just an up, you know, an upgrade type thing. It could be maybe a style. Maybe you think you should have a stylus like the Samsung phones. USB C. I, you know, I don't know. There's a whole. I mean, USB C on the iPhone at this point in my life would be a huge improvement mm -hmm. because everything else actually is USB C. So the iPhone is so annoying. Yeah. Um, it only works for me because I have so many lightning cables that I just put them everywhere. Yep. Yeah, but so, I'm trying to slim slim myself down to to just what I just what I need. Yeah. I mean that's that's a noble goal. Um but I mean, uh, not a whole new product. And maybe you don't have an answer. I just thought this was an interesting question. No, I, I definitely do have so many things. Uh, I would take a an Apple display that was not 
six thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, is but, that a whole new product though? Uh, it, no, it's an extension. I would, I don't, because I think I'm, I'm talking about things that it, it would not be surprising to see them announce. You know, like a self-driving car would be crazy. AR glasses would be crazy, but yeah. I think a reasonably priced display is unusual, but not crazy. Yeah. Hmm. Small improvement. I feel like I just had one. I was so distracted by by the USB-C thing. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe USB-C is my answer. I think it, like there are other products. I think it would be cool, to, like Apple getting into like synthesizers and like music creation hardware. I think okay. would be really awesome. Uh, my iPhone, my iPad, the laptop, a keyboard. I, I actually no no. I like the keyboard. I like the keyboard. Yeah. Okay. Maybe Col- Colby. Do you have one? The only other thing I just thought of is like a microphone. Microphone. Oh, yeah. Like a pro microphone that like just works with things. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, in our uh, in our Facebook live chat, Rob says uh, automatic app updating for iPhones instead of manual. I think that exists, Rob. It does exist now. But you have to go into your uh, your iCloud settings. Mm-hmm. Or or your app store settings or something. It's in both. The, yeah, the there's settings for for automatic. There's a, there's a toggle for that. Uh, well, okay. Oh, actually, <laughs> I do have one, and it's extremely nerdy. Bring it on. I want Sean. Do you know what containers are? I've been to the container store. Is that the same thing? Yeah, kind pretty of, similar. Okay. Kind of similar. I like that place. It's fun. <laughs> uh, there are computing containers, which are like virtual machines. Mm-hmm. But they're, you know, you know how Apple has the sandboxed applications now, and you have to like, if an if a if an app in the Mac App Store is going to be in the Mac App Store, it has to be sandboxed, which means that it can't do certain things. So like. The, all those file management apps are going to get excluded yep. from the App Store now because they are not sufficiently sandboxed, which means that they run and they don't have permissions to do everything. Yep. By default, on most like personal computers, when you run a process, it can do anything. There, if like I guess Windows has like you can do nothing or you can do anything, which is administrator mode. Um, containers allow you to sandbox processes and get a lot more fine grain be like this process can tell the time and it can talk to this subset of the file system and that's it it can't go out in the network it can't do these things or you can be like it can't read the file system but it can go out on the network um and there are standard uh interfaces for this that have gotten really popular in on linux and in big boy enterprise computing stuff. If you ever heard of Kubernetes, then that's what, what hey, that that's is Hey, that's the thing that's on your of, Twitter account. That's the thing that's on my Twitter account. Apple, macOS, doesn't support this at all. So if you want to do things with containers, you have to run a Linux virtual machine on your Mac laptop and then do your container stuff in that, and mm-hmm. it's it's horrible. So that, that would be my, my one small improvement. Apple needs 
to support the container runtime interface. Apple, if anyone, any huge nerds from Apple are listening to this, I know you want it to. I know you use Kubernetes at Apple. You mustn't be pleased. I mean, Craig Federici is a big fan of the show, so. Right. Man, I wish that I could get like that question upvoted to one of those podcasts that Craig is on every year. Ugh. Maybe I should email him. I do it. What's the worst <laughs> thing he'll do? Not read it? I'm going to email him after. Oh, this is good. This could be the start of something brilliant. Yes. And we have it recorded for all time. Um, we also have a couple other rumors as well. First of all, I do want to say I did check. I've ordered nine lightning cables in my Amazon history. Um, and I'm sure I've bought more elsewhere. Yeah. I have a lot of lightning cables. Um, we did learn a little bit more about Apple TV. Again, these were all rumors. We'll know more in two weeks. We learned a little more about uh, Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, it's scheduled to launch in November and will come in at $9.99 a month. Um, according to Bloomberg, Apple is looking to reach $50 billion in annual services revenue total by 2020. Uh, TV Plus is part of that. We saw a trailer for The Morning Show with Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, and Steve Carell. Um, a bunch of other shows as well are coming to that uh, too. So not much detail other than that. $9.99 a month, November. <sighs> The subscriptions, man. Speaking of subscriptions, we also heard a, uh, a little rumor about Apple Arcade as well, the video game subscription service for all of their devices. Uh, 9 to 5 Mac uh, came across a price in a promotional message buried in the App Store API, $4.99 a month when it rolls out this fall. Um, customers will get a one-month free trial of the service. Overall, uh, over 100 games that can be played across the various platforms and devices. They're currently running an early access test for Apple employees. Um so we'll see that those titles will be free of in-app purchases and subscription won't contain ads and will support family sharing for up to six people. That doesn't sound like a bad deal. Um, I am mildly excited. I'm more excited about Apple TV than I am about Apple News. Okay. I would say I'm less excited about Apple TV than I am about Apple Arcade, which... Uh, wasn't there? There was a pricing leak about that too, right? About which one? Apple Arcade. Yeah, four ninety nine. Four ninety nine. Four ninety nine. That's a really good deal, in my mind. More so than like Apple TV, like it still to me seems like it's priced like a a Hulu, or it's just barely under a Hulu or a Netflix. Like I think those are both about twelve dollars, and but it's just not quite yet at the the content promise that I would get from one of those. It's close. Uh, it, but a Apple Arcade, like, there's nothing really like it, and the content that they have seems so much, like, so good. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's really compelling for Apple Arcade specifically, if you're a whole Apple ecosystem person, and you have the Apple TV, and you have the Mac... Um, and you can share games and play across them and all those sorts of things. Mm -hmm, That's to mm -hmm. me, I mean, for someone like me who pretty much just uses an iPhone and n nothing else Apple-wise that much, you know, okay, maybe it's a little more casual. But I think if, if you really can't get a whole ecosystem gaming out of it, 499s. I mean, I think, I don't know what a Xbox Live Pass where you get all the games is, I think, 999 a month. And you have to have a $400 Xbox to play it. And I realize those are different games, but still... Um, yeah, I think this is an easier add-on. I feel like four ninety-nine is about what I four ninety-nine a month is about what I spend on 
iPhone games anyways. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's one game in a lot of cases, you know? Right. The Apple TV Plus thing is crazy to me because I think two or three years ago, $9.99 makes sense when there wasn't so much competition, but I just come back to Disney Plus at $6.99 and you get... Wait, what is going to be on Apple TV Plus for $9.99? Like, they're going to have six shows? Like, it's not like they have... You know, Netflix at least had a big back catalog before they got into originals. Disney Plus has a huge back catalog. Hulu's got a big back catalog. What's Apple going to have on it? It's $9.99 for the couple shows they're launching with. It says right here, the service will arrive with only five original shows. It is not yet clear whether Apple will have other licensed content, although they do own the rights to the entire Peanuts library, which is kind of weird. Ha! Wait, what? Apparently, Apple purchased the rights to the entire Peanuts library and is planning an educational Snoopy spinoff. I mean, see, I, I I could see how Apple could make it really good really quickly. Uh, I just don't think it's there yet. But stuff like that, like... They got a license. They got a license. Yeah. And, I don't know, like, the Peanuts stuff... The only time I ever watch Peanuts things is during the holidays, but I do watch them. So, so yeah, stuff like that, I think, could get it to work. Disney Plus, I don't know if we want to pivot to talking about Disney Plus. Oh, sure. It's a natural... Let's do it, because uh, I, I think it's super related. And it's, it's something I'm... Yeah. Yeah, way more out. positive on. Yeah, so let's start with what we learned. We talked about Disney Plus on the show before. We learned some new stuff this week. It was the D23 conference, Disney's big conference where they announce a whole bunch of stuff, updates on the parks and on the movies and all that sort of stuff. What we learned about for Disney Plus is that it is coming out November 12th and will cost you $6.99 a month or $69.99 paid annually. Um, it will be available in the U.S. as well as Canada, the Netherlands, Australia, and New Zealand. Um, there will also be a $12.99 a month trio bundle with Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus, although it's important to know it is the basic ad-included version of Hulu, and ESPN Plus does not actually include the ESPN channels. It's all the extra stuff that isn't on the ESPN channels. People get confused with that. Um, they also confirmed what devices it will be available on at launch, including Apple TV and TVOS, um, as well as being heavily integrated in all the kind of bonus search stuff and that. Um, Android mobile devices, Android TV, Chromecast, desktop web browsers, iPad, iPhone, PlayStation 4, Roku streaming players and Roku TV and Xbox One. No inclusion on Amazon Fire TV at the moment or on Amazon Fire tablets. Um, customers will be able to subscribe to the service directly on several platforms, including iOS. So you'll actually be able to subscribe through iOS to this. Um, Disney also, like I said, plans to integrate its content with the Apple TV app. Um, we also learned that there will be, um, 4k streaming included on up to four devices. Um, it will support offline downloads. Um, and I think that's it. Unless you guys want to talk about content as well. We learned a lot about some of the content that will be on it, uh, this week. At I the mean, conference. I think that like tech wise, Disney plus and Apple TV are, are pretty comparable, but Disney Plus compared to most other entrants like Stars or HBO Now, way better. Uh, so, like, I've got nothing to complain about in terms of how Disney Plus is implemented. Plus, the did you did I don't you may have mentioned this, but the the simultaneous the four simultaneous streams. Yeah, four K streams. 
four simultaneous 4K streams is, oh, yeah. is better than everyone else. I oh, think. nobody, almost nobody streams 4K content, by the way. Netflix is pretty big with 4K content. Amazon's getting into it. Um, but a lot of these services don't offer 4K content. Yeah, Hulu doesn't. Uh, I didn't know that Amazon did. Amazon I does know that for their originals. HBO doesn't. HBO doesn't. YouTube does. Um, and I'm sure Apple TV will at launch, I assume. But it's it's still pretty new, so that's exciting. And it's by the way, it's going to be the only place to see a lot. Disney doesn't license their stuff out in 4K like other companies do. Like if I want to go watch, mm-hmm. you know, Justice League in 4K, I can go do that. It's licensed in a couple places. Disney does not license 4K stuff. This is going to be the only place you can see their stuff in 4K. And have they they announced the price? Six ninety nine. Six ninety nine. That's I mean, a better price than Apple TV. And way better deal. I mean, my, my prediction on this, in two years, if it's six ninety nine, I'll eat my hat. I mean, this is this is an introductory <laughs> thing, and it's going to, like, it's Netflix creep. I mean, what did Netflix, Netflix cost six ninety nine when it launched a zillion years ago, and it just creeps up and creeps up, and eventually it'll be $15 a month like everything else. I mean, I don't, for that, for me, I don't get how they make money at six ninety nine a month, especially with the, like, massive amount of original, exclusive content they're going to have, never mind all the licensed stuff. Yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine just on the um, the the uh, the Mandalorian, which is their uh, Star Wars spinoff series, reportedly insanely expensive to make, um, and that's just one of over a dozen exclusive series they're going to have on this platform. Yeah. Uh, so, want to talk about the Colby? Do you have something else on this part? Otherwise, I think the content is really interesting. No, I don't. I don't have anything else about the pricing. Yeah, I mean the the content is all about the brands, right? They're big brands, starting with Marvel. Uh, we already knew about Wandavision, uh, which follows uh, Vision and um, Scarlet Witch um, and their relationship, uh, as well as the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, we knew about those. We also have the animated series What If from Marvel that talks about alternate universe scenarios for Marvel characters. We also got announced, no details on it, uh, but they will be bringing She-Hulk, Miss Marvel, and Moon Knight all to the streaming service. Um, no specific dates as to when those will happen. Uh, and those will all be exclusive. On uh, Star Wars, uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars is coming back in February 2020, exclusive to Disney+. Plus. We also talked about The Mandalorian. Um... Uh, a bounty hunter spinoff. Uh, they also announced an Obi-Wan series starring Ewan McGregor is in development and will start shooting next year. Um, and there's also been announced a Rogue One spinoff uh, as well that will be coming at some point in the future. From Pixar and Disney, the live-action remake of Lady and the Tramp will be an exclusive. They're also doing an animated film, a Christmas film called Noel, starring Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader. Jeff Goldblum's got an unscripted show. Pixar, uh, a new series, Monsters at Work, which follows the sort of Monsters, Inc. universe, and that'll be a series exclusive there. They also announced High School Musical, the musical, the series. Uh, <laughs> this is my favorite one. Uh, which, uh, that is literally the title. High School Musical, colon, the musical, colon, the series. Uh, it follows a group of kids who go to the school the original High School Musical is based on. They're putting on their own production of High School Musical. It's very meta. Um in that respect. Um, also, Lizzie McGuire is coming back with Hilary Duff um, in the title role, um, jumping forward to her when she's 30. And that's just what's announced so far. Wow. It sounds like a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff. But then you also have to remember they have the full Pixar 
catalog. They've got the full Star Wars catalog. They've got the full uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. They've got the full Disney animated catalog. Mm. Um, you know, it's it's that old argument. Is it about having the most amount of content or is it about having the content people want the most? Right. Uh, well, I think in this case, they've got both both of them. <laughs> well, you're not wrong. Like, who doesn't... Like, they've got so many demographics covered. Star Wars, the musicals, the the kids' shows. I mean, the kids' shows alone. Like, if Disney Plus was just a kid-focused streaming service, like, hey, put on Disney Plus all of your favorite Disney movies, TV shows, as much as you can watch in 4K, five bucks a month... God, they make so much money, but well, it's it's like there's something for for everyone. So I I think this will be one of those things like Hulu, like Netflix, that is just like if people are streaming households, they'll just have it. Like there's no question. Well, it 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 makes sense to me because they have an angle that works, right? When I look at we've talked on the show about HBO Max before, which is Warner Media's upcoming streaming collective. Um, NBC Universal is working on theirs. That's going to be coming out at some point next year. And for me, it's like, what about those would make me want to go out and get them? What What is going to be on there that makes me go out of my way to get it? Netflix, I get. They have content I like. Hulu has a good angle because it's all like the broadcast stuff, same day or next day. Um, and to me, Disney Plus has the angle of that. It's all the hottest IP that's out there right now. Now, will that be the case in the future? I don't know. But at least at the moment, if you want to be in the loop, you know, for me, I haven't seen a Marvel Cinematic Universe film since Black Panther. I'm behind. I'm going to get this for $6.99 and catch up in a month. You know, and for me, that that mm-hmm. sells it right there. And you can't do that anywhere else. This is true. It's okay. so, a lot of movies to watch, Sean. It is. It's intimidating, to be honest. Uh, but I feel out of the conversation. Yeah. Did you hear the game ended? I, I, I heard the war was on for Infinity, and then the game ended, and also Ant Man and the Wasp. So, um, and then there was the big purple, the big purple guy with the fist, and then the Ooh, the, yeah. the people who were fading away. I saw that meme, so that I know that's got something to do with it. He snapped or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm really behind. I got to catch up. And I know we all want to get it because Solo is going to be on there. And I know I don't think you guys have seen it yet, but I know we're all very excited for that. Wait, what? Solo? Did they? The Did Star they? Wars movie? Yes, the Han Solo prequel movie that everyone hated. I didn't hate it. I thought it was good. Was it? Okay. I think I watched that. I didn't hate it either. Okay. Well, so, But I'm most excited. Okay. Like The Mandalorian one I think could be good, but the... The TV show Obi-Wan movie with Ewan McGregor. Oh, boy. Like, that's that's going to be hard to screw up. Yep. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm excited for fun Marvel series. Mm-hmm. Like, Marvel movies are fun to some degree, but when you looked at, like, Jessica Jones or Daredevil, like, they weren't... There wasn't any humor in it. Even Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. didn't really get a lot, but when I, when I think about She-Hulk and Miss Marvel, these are, like, lighter titles. They're not, like, drama-heavy. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Remember when that was Ugh. good for, like, a hot minute? And then... Good, good for a solid season. But, you know, yeah. I I do have to give them credit, because there's one thing I feel about that show that's that nobody really gives them credit for, which is they... 
operated at the whims of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So like well, like when in um, Winter Soldier, when Hydra demolishes S.H.I.E.L.D., they had to write that into the show. They had to demolish <laughs> S.H.I.E.L.D. in their show and had no choice about it and totally wreck what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And that happened multiple times over that show's run. So I have to give them <laughs> a little bit of credit. But I agree, that show got so off the rails. And it's somehow still it, on. I was going to ask, is. is it still on? It's in its That's sixth and final cool. season right now. Whew. Yep. I wonder if I should catch up on it. I keep, tr- you know, it's funny. I've tried many. I think I'm somewhere like in season four and I'll watch like five or six of them. And then I'll be like, I don't like this. But then I'll come <laughs> back like six months later and watch a couple. I don't like this. The last, uh, the last thing I remember was that they went to some alien planet. Uh, I don't know. Does that tell you at all where they did was? that a couple times? Unfortunately. Okay. All right. <laughs> I feel like Dan, I feel like we ended at the same spot. Okay. There was like the big artifact, the yes. thing stuck the yes. people in. Mm, okay. I'm past it that. It was like a, a blue desert, deserty planet with yes. a thing on it. Yes. Okay. Yep. yep. You're feeling, you, you, you're picking up what I'm putting down. Yep. That's all I remember, though. <laughs> uh, well, hopefully this stuff will be better. I hope. Um, but we'll see. Coming November. Obviously not all the... Uh, I believe at... L- uh, you know, what's funny is they announced all these series, but they didn't... They weren't super clear what will be there at launch. Um, I know The Mandalorian, WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier were all like their early announced stuff. So I would assume they'll be ready. But don't hold me to that. I don't know specifically. But yeah, they, I guess they didn't say. Oh, it says here, uh, Mandalorian starts streaming November 12th. So we'll be there at launch. Um, I'm not sure about these other ones. But there you go. So you'll have plenty to watch. Um, we've got time for one more quick story. If there's anything in here. Quick story. We can do our, our rest in peace to Android. We've got... Android 10. No, no more uh, dessert names. Um, we can do Instagrams working on a new app. We've got cell phone technology that doesn't use cell phones. I mean, uh, uh, let's do a lightning round. Uh, the, All right. The cell, so uh, Apple's apparently announced that this other feature called Walkie Talkie that isn't the walkie-talkie that was disabled and re-enabled on the watches recently, but instead allowed you to, like, communicate with other Apple or other iPhones without a cell network. Do you remember those old, uh, the old push-to-talk Nextel phones people used for a while? Same idea. Same idea. Um, It would use, uh, it would allow people to um, send messages. It wasn't, they weren't, calls at this point anyway but they were text messages sent to other iPhones over a 900 megahertz radio spectrum that's typically used for dispatchers in the utility and manufacturing industries allowing the phones to talk like walkie talkie for texts you wouldn't need a cell signal um Intel and Apple were working on it together uh, it would have required special chips in there to hit that spectrum um the project reportedly went by the name Ogres uh, referring to off-grid radio service um, it's technology that they filed a patent for, um, but apparently they've now shelved it. The internal champion of the project left Apple earlier this year, and then with the whole Intel chip debacle, um, it just mm-hmm. never never yeah. went anywhere. So I, 
Yeah, I had never heard of this. It sounds really cool. I'm sad I won't see it. That um, sounds neat. Dessert names. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Uh, Android dessert names for Android 10, uh, which would have been Android Q. They have decided to drop the dessert naming um, tradition that had been on for quite some time. It will now simply be known as Android 10. We don't even get Q. We get Android 10. They also uh, debuted a new uh, logo and new typeface, um, a word mark, I guess, as they call it. They say it's more modern. Uh, it will feature the little green robot, um, the, the little Android robot there. Um, and that's basically the scoop. That's it. Basically, yeah, the logo, I couldn't tell the difference looking at it. Uh, you know, the green, I think, is slightly brighter. It's a slightly different um, mm -hmm. green than the old green. It's a little more minty. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, they have this. This article has a little slider thing. Yep, to compare the old oh, one to the cool. new one. Yeah, that's the font's cool. a little bit different. Um, and yeah, it'll just be 10, which I guess on some level makes sense. It ran its course. I think it was the dessert thing was fun for a while, but... I think once you get to Q, I think you can at some point. Do you think it's just because they were like worried about X and just kind of wanted to quit while they were ahead? Maybe. It's kind of weird now everything is version 10 at the same time. I was just thinking that. Isn't that and odd? Yeah, all these phones kind of started around the same time. Yeah. Yeah, but Apple already skipped a number to get there. So. That's true. So did Windows. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, why does anyone like Windows? Why does yeah? What's they wrong both with nine? Skips nine. Well, there were yeah, but there was Windows and Windows. There was eight and eight point one, which was sort of nine. But you're right. I mean, mm -hmm. they skipped the number. Eight point one was a bad name. <laughs> eight point one. Yeah, it was so bad. We needed a point one. <laughs> um. All yeah. right. That's that, that's it for my lightning round. Okay, there wasn't too much else interesting in there, so we'll go ahead and move on to picks. This is the part of the show where each of us brings something we want to share with the world. Uh, I'm going to jump in and go first because mine is quick. It's a cruise pick. Um, I was getting some compliments on these bad boys at the beach. Uh, if you if you go to a rocky beach, the, we got a couple of Connecticut, Rhode Island guys here. They know rocky beaches, and you don't want to go there without footwear, the proper footwear. But water shoes... For the longest time, have looked they look bad. They're not style. You don't want to go flirt with some ladies with your gross old school childish water shoes. You want something I want to hear and sexy. more about what happened on this cruise. Oh <laughs> man, you have no idea. I was off the charts. Um, I've I got a I've, photo for you, Dan. I'll share okay. it later. Oh no, that's not good. Um, I don't know if it's a leader. Probably not. A letter. A letter uh, is a company. A. L-E-A-D-E-R uh, is a company that makes uh, water shoes. That's all they do. Um, I picked up, uh, you know, they, they have a whole range of different shoes with different features um, that range anywhere from $25 up to $60. I picked up the X-Drain Classic 2.0 water shoes. They look just like sneakers, uh, but they're actually water shoes, and they're extremely comfortable, uh, and they dry nicely, um, and they were great, and they were only 30 bucks. So... Uh, if you're going to a beach or you just need a pair of water shoes, they're very comfortable. They look like sneakers, but they're water shoes. The water comes right through them. But this company has a whole range uh, of different shoe options. So you can check it out at aleadergear.com or on Amazon. The link will be on our website. 
Cool. Colby. I'm going to check these out. I'm, I'm curious about uh, your pick here. My You've turn. got my attention. I got the Power Beats Pro a while ago. Ooh. Uh, they're pretty good. They're very secure. They do all the things that AirPods do. Um, I... Like one time something weird happened where one of them wasn't working and I don't know why. But I put it put them both back in the case and then I put them back on and it was okay. So I don't know. I don't know what happened there. Um, but I really like them so far. They do not hurt my ears like the AirPod shaped headphones do. Mm-hmm. Um, my only... My only suggestion for for anyone who might be getting these is do not take them to the beach because sand will get stuck in the button and mm. it will fuck up the button. Oh, no. So that was a thing I did not consider beforehand. Um, so the button on one of my beats, power beats, does not work super reliably right now. I'm hoping that eventually that grain of sand will like work its way out of there and then I can go back to living my life. Well, like the waves in the ocean, eventually you'll grind it down into nothingness. Yeah. Yeah, but the good news is both earphones have the same buttons on them. Like, both earphones have, like, a main clicky button and a volume button, which is nice, too. And the other thing, I haven't decided if I like the you take the earphones out and they stop playing. Mm -hmm. Because, on the one hand, it's cool when that's what you want to happen. But sometimes I like my ears just itchy or something and I need to like take it out and like readjust. And there's also a button on it. So if I want to pause it, like if I take it out, I can just pause it by pressing the button. But now, Colby, you've never used AirPods? No. No desire? Well, I have the desire. It's just, uh, it seems risky. Well, because they don't fit your ears? Yes. And Mm. to be fair, I've never used the AirPods. I just know that, like, the regular Apple headphones. Right. More than 20 minutes hurts my ears. Gotcha. On the uh, the annoying take them out of your ear thing, um, I would, I, for some reason, my brain is telling me that there's a setting for that. Yeah, you can turn it off. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just okay. don't know if I want yeah. to yet. Okay. What decided. color did you get? I so my other headphones, my other wireless headphones died mm-hmm. like a month ago. So I got them when only the black was available. So I had the black ones. Um, I think just the other day, like this week, they released all the colors, which I'm super jealous of. I would totally get the navy. I would totally get like the the off white ones. Yeah, and they're saying there might be more coming oh. towards the Apple event as well. God, so you might want to hold off me. till after that. Yep. I hate it. <laughs> well, return them. Say they uh, came with sand in them. Yeah. See if, see if you can get your money back. Yep. I get too much sand in the factory. Um, <laughs> that's great. Powerbeats Pro. Very cool. Very nice. All right, Dan. Take us home. All right. So I have found a new podcast, which Colby has already listened to, but I have now listened to 
more episodes, and I'm even more strongly recommending strong songs. So I think it was probably Colby who previously recommended Song Exploder, which more explores the, like, production of music. Like, oh, here's this, like, crazy, wacky sound. How'd they make that? Let's listen to it. It's on its own. Strong Songs is way more about the music theory side and is very approachable. So if you ever wondered, like, what is a blues chord and, like, why why is it a blues chord? What are blues songs? What's, what are blues changes? What makes them sound sad? Uh, this podcast is really interesting. I listened to three episodes, actually more, but three episodes I remember. One about jazz, which was like, okay, this guy, I, I verify that he knows what he's talking about. One about Hamilton, which was super interesting, and he picks up on a lot of little musical themes in that musical that uh, I hadn't picked up on. It added a lot to subsequent re-listenings for me. And then my most recent one, uh, his, one of his more recent episodes about TV shows, where he looks at TV show themes. And then that was too broad of a topic, so he looks at animated TV show themes, starting with The Simpsons, followed by who, what else but DuckTales. And then doing a detour into Japanese anime, one of which was Cowboy Bebop, and I don't remember what the other one was. Mm -hmm. uh, but was also really, like, fun and interesting. Uh, and, oh, and I also started listening to his Q&A episode where someone asked him, like, hey, in, in Back to the Future, when, when the guy says, all right, give me a blues and beat, watch me for the changes, could a band actually take that information and know enough to play a song? And he answers in a really in-depth way. Oh, neat. It's just, it's just a lot of fun. Uh, check out Strong Songs. It's pretty cool. It's much nerdier than uh, Song Exploder. Song, yeah. Yeah. Also, the Hamilton episode is amazing. Oh. Yep, yeah, he's good at music. Cool. Strongsongspodcast.com or wherever you get your podcast. You can check that there. We'll have the link to that and all the pics on our website following the publication of the show over at don'tpanic.io. Guys, anything else you'd like to uh, to share a plug here? No, sir. No, sir. Uh, well, I do want to thank the couple folks uh, who I'm aware of who joined us live. Uh, Rob and my brother and others um, who joined us tonight. Uh, Monday nights, 1015 Eastern, twitch.tv slash don't panic show, facebook.com slash don't panic show. We're live there. Uh, before I get to all the plugs on this stuff, guys, you know what I got to plug. Is Up for Debate back? Up for Debate, well, we never left, but we're back. Oh. <laughs> we just published an episode this past week, uh, the second half of our two-parter on our summer book club. Matt made me read The Wind-Up Bird Chronicle, uh, which is a 600-page Japanese-translated realistic fantasy philosophy book. I don't know how to describe it. It was maybe the weirdest thing I've ever read. And spoiler alert, wow. I loved it. And would recommend oh. other people read it. Now, the good news is, if you don't want to listen to Matt and I talk for an hour about a book you probably have never heard of and didn't read, the good news is we spend the first 45 minutes of the episode, A, analyzing the new eight XFL team names and logos. 
Oh, yeah. Which is very, they're very funny. This and, is the content I'm here for. See, there you go. And we talk about the new title of the uh, next James Bond film, which was just announced, and give our thoughts and opinion on that. So come for that, and then stay for the Wind Up Bird Chronicle. I actually do recommend people read that. Maybe you want to read that and then listen to that. It was a fun episode. You can check that out. I don't know what we're going to be talking about this coming week. We floated a few ideas. We'll know on Thursday, so join us there. And we're only a month away from wrapping up the Summer Movie League and talking about the Winter Movie League. So we got a lot of stuff coming up there. UpforDebate.tv is uh, the website, or search Up for Debate wherever you get your podcasts. This show, of course, don't panic. Uh, I mentioned the website name. Of course, you can get the show uh, on all the major platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, uh, Pocket Cast, you name it, we're there. Just search Don't Panic and look for the red button. You can, of course, get us on uh, YouTube as well for the video version. And you can follow us at Don't Panic Show on Twitter and email us, don'tpanicshow at gmail.com. We're going to be back next time with more tech news, fun discussions, overall great times. We'll get some updates on what's going on. On behalf of Colby and Dan, I'm Sean. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next time for uh, another great evening on another Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.